Welcome to episode 221 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsberg, and my guest this week, he's back, Andrew Orr. So glad for you to be able to make it on the show. How are you doing today? Hey, thank you for being, or thank you for me being here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm doing good. <laughs> uh, so, no, it's great, great to have you. And uh, Jeff Gamut is back. We missed you last week. Uh, I know you were at WordCamp. How are you doing, Jeff? I, I'm doing well, and uh, and to echo Andrew's sentiment, uh, it's great that you're here, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is true. Uh, and, uh, of course, Warren Sklar is here as well in, in his uh, redesigned uh, basement. How are you doing, Warren? Uh, it is also great to, for you to be here. All right. Um, I know it so. is great for me to be here. So you can just imagine we have an, an incredible amount of stuff to talk about this week. Um, iPhone is about to come out. Uh, iOS 16. Wait, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. You you missed it. You missed the whole thing. Uh, I never saw the keynote. Oh, my gosh. We're going to have to fill you in as we go here. Uh, so uh, so let's just get into it. There's there's just so much to talk about, but including some some uh, new stories for this week. Uh, so let's uh, just dive right in here and then. And waste no time with this. Uh, first story I had for this week is uh, Apple's iPhone subscription may still happen in 2022. This is an Apple Insider, our favorite site, as Andrew knows. Uh, a monthly Apple iPhone subscription bundle is still on the way with a package combining hardware and services like Apple One still rumored to be coming soon. Hardware subscription, which would allow customers to acquire iPhones and other items from Apple for a monthly fee, has been floated around in rumors for a while, but has not yet become reality. While Apple has an opportunity to introduce such a service with its iPhone 14 event, it may still make appearance in the coming weeks after, as they say. So, um, Andrew, what do you think? I think this is something that Apple should do. I mean, you got, you got the Apple One um, uh, bundle that I that I think most of us sub- subscribe to. Uh, but this, I mean, I'm already in the Apple uh, upgrade program every year. I'm already getting a new phone every year. But I think this is something that would entice me if if if, if it was if it was something that they did a good job with. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, so I think this rumor has been making the rounds for one, maybe two years. Yeah. And that is um, Apple would be bundling hardware with the rest of their services. So Apple One has all their services, and then maybe they would add the iPhone to that. So you would pay maybe a monthly or and or yearly subscription for right. all of this. Um, I think that could be good for some people as a good choice. Yeah. Okay. And I... I think it it might it, well. I think it is likely to happen eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Is it something that would interest you, Jeff? Does not think that, that if they did this, yeah, uh, it might. Um, but to be fair, Apple is doing all of this in everything but name. Yeah. Um, the, the last step they need is to to create a single line item. That includes the iPhone and the rest of the subscription bundle, mm-hmm. uh, because Dave, like like you said, you're already doing the annual upgrade right. program through Apple, so so you are subscribing to a phone in that sense, correct? Um, and you're doing your your Apple Plus bundle, so you've already got that part of the subscription. Um, yeah, Apple's already doing this to a degree. So yeah. turning it into a single uh, uh, line item subscription, that's just the next step. I agree. Mm-hmm. Now, Warren, I know you got you've you're, you've been uh, talking about it for the last couple of weeks, ever since the iPhone 14 was ready to be pre-ordered uh, mm-hmm. with, through T-Mobile. You you, you seem that it does seem to be a better deal in some senses. And I know Andrew, you just wrote an article about the comparisons of the plans. And I, and I, I did. Think, <laughs> I think about it, uh, and. Uh, yeah. But what what I know what 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 is your experience with T-Mobile? Would you, would it be something that you'd consider if if it was the right price? So, you know, so I buy my phone outright every year and I sell it every year. You're on this. You're on the uh, upgrade program, right? I don't know what you guys are doing, but it, it's it all comes down to math, right? So I mean, if we the four of us sat down and said, how much are we actually spending plus in a plus category every year to get the new device? Mm-hmm then that's that's what it's going to come down to. And 
I don't know the answer offhand. I know the bundle that you do includes, not the bundle, but the um, upgrade program includes Apple Care Plus within the cost. That's something, you know, that I have to add when I do it. Um, but again, you have to add it up and see. So, you know, if I go through a T-Mobile program now, I get $1,000 for the phone. So I get the exact same new model for a net cost of $200, right? Right. And it's, you know, a little bit of tug of war with T-Mobile, as Andrew probably wrote, where you get, I think it's like 500 and change in actual money back. And then was the rest is coming in bill credits. And T-Mobile is weird with the bill credits too, because it sounds scary, but then more than once I've called them up and say, hey, can we just, you know, wash this out? And they say, yes. And it's kind of like, you, it's like almost like you got it for free either way. So I've never really went away saying that this was a bad idea, what I'm doing at this point. So, um, but then, you know, the other point is uh, what's good for Apple? Is Apple going to do it? Is it going to, does it make sense? Are they going to lose money off this deal? Are they going to make money off the deal? Are more people not going to buy the phones if they do this? So it, you know, it's a lot, of, a lot of think about. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, so we'll, we'll be definitely going to be see, interesting to see where it goes. Um, you know, I am not on the, I'm, you have to have the Magenta Max per, um, a plan with yep. T-Mobile, T- which I do not have. Uh, I'm fine, yeah. perfectly fine with the Magenta plan. So I would only get $500. Well, if, you at, if you look into it though, I've felt the same, but I think it paid for itself. Uh, I mean, there's, if you look at what you get for the Magenta, it ended up being silly not to do it. So we end up doing, I think probably because my wife travels enough yeah. where, it made sense. Sure. And, and we also, mm-hmm. I also have six family members, including myself on our plan. So, so it's a little, a little, a little different. All of a sudden I raised the price of how much everybody has to pay every month. And why did we have to do that? So the, the plan's been working good for us. So, uh, but, uh, uh, next story here is, uh, we, uh, let me, let me start where we got here. Uh, Apple promotes benefits of, of using the iPhone 14 with eSIM while traveling abroad. This is a big, big, big controversy. Uh, once they announced that the eSIM only in the iPhone 14, amid uh, criticism of some of the customers re- regarding the removal of the SIM card tray in the iPhone 14, only in the United States, of course. There is a new support article outlining various options and benefits for using the eSIMs while traveling abroad. Apple says it's an eSIM is more secure than a physical SIM, as we've talked about, and it can't get lost or stolen, all that stuff. Um, you know, the 10s, 10R, and higher are all supporting eSIMs now, so um, so you can do them at the same time. Uh, so just take a look at the articles, and we're we're going to try to do a more comprehensive uh, discussion about this at some point, probably not, not on this show, not, not on this episode, but we will. But uh, I've been reading, a lot, I've written some of the support articles already Apple's put up and I, I can't see there any difficulty as long as the process works smoothly. Don't you think Jeff? Again, I know this is some stuff you're, you're still getting information from not being out, out last week. So, uh, but uh, you know, what do you think on this? Well, I, I have been doing some research because I've been deciding, do I need to buy a new phone? Do I need to buy a new watch? Do, you know, what everything else that came out, what do I need to get? What, yeah. what don't I need? Here's the thing about the eSIM only in the US. And this is one of the things where I have not been able to do the research yet. Right. Um, is it only in the US because of uh, limited eSIM availability in other countries? Or is this a regulatory thing? If it's if it's because of limited availability in other countries, then um, then that's actually a problem. Yeah. And uh, and I have a feeling that in some countries, it's going to be a problem for people to travel with their iPhone. Um, yeah. So while I love what they're doing, I uh, I, I see a problem for. Uh, taking an iPhone outside of the United States into specific areas. Well, I mean, Apple was smart and they did include a, um, a, include a support article that and a listing of every carrier around the world that, that has eSIM carrier activation. That's, that's really smart. And yeah. uh, smart, really but it doesn't prevent a problem. I mean, no, it doesn't, but I mean, it doesn't prevent a problem, but at least if you know to check this article, then you can make a more educated decision about how you're going to use a phone internationally. 
And I can't imagine an article. I don't know, but I mean, having traveled overseas, I can't tell you that article is all inclusive because there are so many, so many phone companies that are selling SIM cards around the world. Um, you know, and again, you know, you still get to these countries where they, you walk in and they have the vending machines of SIMs because that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's again, taking away something and calling it an advantage when there's no alternative is a problem. But the headphone jack, when I took it away because of reasons, at least there's a pretty decent alternative, which was Bluetooth headphones. But if you're in a country, there's no alternative. With a, you know, if you have a SIM card, you're done. Um, so you're either you know, not having a phone or you're, you're getting a, like a cheap Android to do what you need to do. So Yeah, get a burner yeah. phone to yeah. use in, in whatever country. But that's, yeah, but that's just not, I mean... People yeah, that's like not that. practical for a lot of people. No, it's, yeah, not. it's not practical for anybody who wants to get a second phone and spend the money for it. It's it's not practical yeah, at all, uh, unless you want the extra phone for some reason. Well, I mean, what you couldn't do is you know, stick with an older phone. I mean, that's or if if you live overseas, you're obviously going to get an iPhone 14 with a SIM tray. Um, so, mm-hmm. uh, what, what do you think, Andrew? This I, you've had. Been, I don't know. I don't know if you've written anything yet about eSIM the discussion, but uh, this is something that uh, has definitely been interesting, to say the least. Yeah. Um, uh, the only benefit that Apple or that I have heard so far is, you know, uh, it's more secure because people can't, you know, physically take your SIM card out of your phone. I, I want to wonder, maybe this is Apple trying to push the entire industry forward again, like it did with, you know, maybe wireless charging or wireless earbuds. So the early stages are going to be rough. And I say that I'm, I haven't uh, experienced this roughness. I'm not traveling overseas, but oh hopefully it will get better. Yeah. But, but how many times have a SIM card been stolen out of somebody's phone? Is, is there yeah. a rapid problem? Probably not. I don't know the percentage, but it is a problem. This is called a SIM swap attack. So right. it is a thing. Yeah. I thought those SIM swap attacks didn't need access to the physical SIM card. I thought it was all it was all social engineering at, through the carrier to get it to get like a number changed to them or something like that. I've never actually. I mean, if somebody has physical access to your phone anywhere, all bets are off, right? If they have oh, enough yeah. time, if they have enough time to get, you know, your your SIM card tray out, then they got enough time to do other things too. And that's true of any security aspect of anything. If they have physical access, it's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in in the SIM swap uh, scams, though, they don't actually need access to the phone. But you're right. If they have, if they physically have your phone, all bets are off. So the the way the physical SIM um, scams work is they uh, they do the social engineering and convince the carrier that uh, that you've lost your SIM. Right, and, and actually, if if you take the physical SIM card out, that's actually more of an indicator that you should call your company and change it fast. I mean, you would notice that quicker than you would if somebody social engineered your number uh, for uh, right. So yeah. I mean that's that takes a little bit of security out of it. Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. Well, I think this is definitely going to be another topic we want to talk about future show here because um, uh, I think we got to get these phones in our hands and try them, and I'll talk about that in a minute uh, uh, when, once uh, once we get to that. But uh, yeah, definitely something. Um, next story: uh, What to expect from uh, an Apple event in October? The iPad Pro, M2 Max, and more. Uh, Following the September event, the new iPhone and Apple Watch models, uh, Apple does often hold an October event focused on the iPad and Mac. Uh, this likely will be no exception. Uh, October is only about three weeks away as re- three weeks away as we record this, and uh, pretty much have a good idea that the products are going to get announced. Um, you know, we're going to expect iPod, iPad, iPad Pros, probably a tenth generation iPad, um, Macs with maybe a, some more M2 chips. Uh, and, uh, lots of other stuff here. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, this is going to be interesting to see where this goes. Uh, we always get excited as all of us being Apple enthusiasts, uh, that, uh, something else is going to get announced. And, um, I don't know, Jeff, what do you think? Is it, you think we're going to have a new iPad coming out here? You know, 
Maybe. Um, I, I I think we're we are going to see a new Mac yeah. this fall. Um, I, I would like to see a, a new iPad Pro, but uh, Apple does have a track record of doing spring iPad releases, although iPad Pros sometimes happen in the fall. Um, yeah, so I, I'm not convinced yet that we'll see a new iPad Pro model in October, but if I were a betting man, I would put money down on a... Uh, a new MacBook Pro. Yeah, I, there's no question about that. Uh, Warren, what do you think? Uh, you're not you. You really haven't been a Mac, an iPad person, so and I don't no, know I what the, I, I have no idea what that up. toy is. But <laughs> does Warren have <laughs> have literally every Apple product? He does. Um, I have an iPad Mini, and I've definitely been an iPad person. I just um, the last few years, I've I guess I meant that. Otherwise, yeah, you're right. I, I bought an iPad Pro and never used it. It was a waste of eleven hundred dollars. So I got a, you know, I got the, you know, the, the small one. Um, I don't. If they announce a new MacBook Pro, then it's not going to be much of an announcement because if I don't think they're going to, I got the fourteen inch and you got the sixteen. I don't think uh, they're going to change the form factor yet been pretty you know, recent yeah i don't um, expect any serious form factor changes for no. a long time so they might stick a yeah. they might stick the m m2 max i guess is what it would be at this point i'm not sure what it would be um whatever the successor is yeah um, so i don't think there's going to be any macbooks uh, at the event to be honest with you i think it's going to be ipads and maybe a desktop some kind and of desktop. potentially that the 10th gen uh, Entry level iPad will finally move to a uh, USB C. I think that'll be, yeah. and, 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 and they can, they can complete the line of iPads completely off of of Lightning. <laughs> well, is it is the iPad that's the only iPad that's the only device with a home button still? I think right. Yeah, that too. That, that, it, that, it could go Face ID. It's hard to say. Yeah. Hard to say. Uh, well, uh, if so, if they go to USB C then they do need to change the form factor a little bit so yeah. that it can support Apple Pencil 2. Right. Because that lightning port, that's how you charge. That's Apple true. Pencil. Yeah, Apple Pencil 1 would have to go away. Mm-hmm. That is well, true. I mean, you can still charge it via lightning. I mean, I have I have, I have, uh, a new... Uh, all, all the accessories still have lightning, you know? So, I mean... It, it's it's not anti Apple to say you have to charge your Apple Pencil with the with this adapter of a Lightning cable. Oh yeah, because right it it comes up with, it comes up with that adapter anyway. You could go plug it into something else that has. I hated that thing. I yeah, did, I, yeah, that that double adapter. Did you plug the pencil and then then you had the cable I, and then plug I, it into the USB port. I, <laughs> I, I was like, this thing is something's breaking. Either the tip of this thing, a Lightning yeah. connector is breaking, or something. The iPod, the iPad port is going to break. So. Uh, Definitely should be interesting to see uh, uh, where where things go with that. Uh, yeah. Last last story here. Uh, Apple is now pro- is actually now pro- providing release notes for AirPods uh, firmware upgrades. We've always been talking about this. It, it's it's a as expected. Apple did publish a new support document with release notes for standard AirPods, AirPods Pro, and AirPods Max firmware upgrades updates going forward. Apple says the page will outline new features and changes included in the firmware upgrades. Well, what a concept, uh, latest, uh, firmware version for the AirPods was uh, released in May. And of course there's no documentation for that. So I think this is a welcome thing. Don't you think Warren? Even, even if I knew what the changes were, I wouldn't even know what the changes were. To be honest with you, no. At least it gives, at least give us some idea. I mean, we, well, we got the AirPods, the AirPods Pro uh, second gen coming out uh, next, the following next week. Right. So, but for the Air, Air tags and 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 the uh, and the headphones, it's very. You hear if it's a major feature change, and it's not very often. Yeah. And other than that, any any kind of release notes would just be gibberish. Because what else can it do? It's got it's got yeah. one input and one output. What do you think, Andrew? I I think it's nice. I hope that maybe either with this release or some future release that uh, updating your AirPods firmware may be as easy as, you know, iOS updates. Because um, as I'm sure, you know, everyone knows, it's been very vague. You, it's 
there have been some articles where you kind of have to do certain tricks to be able to do it manually, like, you know, plug in your case, plug it out, restart it in these certain steps. But that's very confusing. No one's going to do that outside of us. And hopefully, I think I it'd be really cool to do this, you know, like the iOS update, just press this button to say update the firmware. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I mean, we were able to do it with uh, most of the other devices. Why not? Mm-hmm. What do you think, Jeff? Uh, I, I think that uh, even though uh, what Warren's saying about the update notes being gibberish for, for most people, they should still be there because uh, th- there's the whole transparency thing. What, what are you doing to this device with mm-hmm. this update? That should just be a thing that's there. So Mm -hmm. Apple gets absolutely no praise from me whatsoever for (laughs) doing this, even though they needed to. This is something they should have done from the beginning. And uh, and we are how many generations and models into AirPods, and they're just now doing it? Come on. Um, Yeah. Yeah, they need to do this for, for every device. No, I agree. I agree. So this is a start anyway. Let's see where it goes. Um, all right, let's move on to topics this week. Uh, first off, before we get into beta, I want to start off with uh, Apple did release iOS 15.7 right before iOS 16 was released. Um, it uh, it definitely has uh, importance of upgrades. If you aren't ready to upgrade to iOS uh, 16 just yet, you definitely want to make sure you've installed iOS 15.7. I know, Jeff, you, you tweeted this uh, last week when this came out, and we'll, we'll have a picture in the show notes of the, the release and showing right below there, all also available iOS 16. Um, mm-hmm. But there's some pretty serious exploits that uh, that, that are in uh, the previous version of iOS 15 6, 6.1. So go out and upgrade that. Make sure you, at the very least, install that, um, and uh, you'll be safe. You guys can add anything else to that? What do you think? Uh, I, I think that uh, we're going to see people um, um, confused a little bit. Yeah, I, I think so. And this happened yeah, last year, it, too, between 14 yeah. and 15. So, Yeah, do I need to install 15.7 and then 16, or can I go right to 16? And, uh, and, and, and the answer is install whichever you want, and you're fine. Right. You know, if you want to go to 16, just do it. You don't have to do 15.7. Um, and I, but I think we're also going to see, uh, coincidentally, a current OS uh, update on the major upgrade release day yep. going forward. Yep. And uh, and I think that's that's uh, a strategy to help uh, maintain that the the good legal optics of we we aren't forcing anyone to do anything. And, uh, you know, look how uh, uh, friendly and benevolent we are. So, yeah, yeah, no, no, we'll always see some sort of minor update. If in this case, this is an important update for people on iOS 15, but yeah, we will Mm -hmm. see at least a minor update on uh, upgrade day. Yeah. Uh, uh, In fact, I was going to bring up that unless anybody else has any any comments on the 15.7. iOS 16 was released for the public this week, but then two days later, they released iOS 16.1 uh, in beta. Uh, and uh, they, they, there is some, there are some changes to that, but uh, just for, for your topic, yeah, right away, when once you get everybody that gets their iPhone 14, there's going to be, once you uh, start it up, you're already going to automatically get an update to 16.0.1 for, for, uh, for the, just the iPhone 14. It isn't updating the other iPhones previous. So yeah. Uh, Warren, didn't you in uh in the Facebook group, give people a warning, don't install the 16.1 beta on your current okay. phone. If you're getting a, a, an iPhone 14, which yep. is good advice. Every year I have to smack myself, uh, my hands when I go to reach for that beta update uh, because <laughs> have you heard this before <laughs> I, I, i'm good right now i'm still good so i made it you're resisted uh, unless something crazy happens tonight and i'm like you know screw it i'm just gonna do it um <laughs> which i don't think i'm going to but yeah if you upgrade to the beta you're gonna get well let's talk about this because if you upgrade to the beta then when you try to restore it to the phone, the new phone won't take it because it's the newer version of the update. It won't show. If you go to your iCloud backup, it will be grayed out. You can't restore it. So 
you could so you you would have to upgrade the new phone to beta, factory reset it, then restore from iCloud to get it back to going. And that takes that's what you like to do. Uh, no, well, I don't like to spend two hours while everybody's playing with their phone, updating my phone. So, but they also came out and said they there's they released an update for the, uh, the 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 phone tomorrow already, right? So, mm-hmm. I I don't know what that means because again, if we're on a later version, if our phone's on a later version of iOS that ships with the phone. There could be an issue restoring the phone back. I agree. So, so I don't know how that's going to work tomorrow. I'm assuming they would get a whole bunch of calls if people got a phone tomorrow and they couldn't restore the phone from the iCloud backups. So I have to assume they 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 figured that part out. Well, let's um, also, I just want to say real fast on, on mm-hmm. the fifteen point seven. Uh, I didn't get to say. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. That's right. But uh, Jeff hit it. It's confusing. I mean, 80% of the people are going to look at this and say, and, and call somebody else who might know what this means because, you know, the population, they don't know what that means really. Um, whether they should be, should I do this or not? Um, giving them the choice, I think it's a strange move. I think that it's been a while since going to a major update really worked the phone that much where people are that against doing it. But, you know, again, I think it's confusing. I'm going to get a call from my mom tomorrow. <laughs> it, it is. I really think it is. Um, also, just yeah, one last thing. Um, oh, go ahead. There was some, I don't, I don't remember which iOS update it was, but there was something recently with iOS 15, I think it was, where Apple split some some of the updates where yep. now iPhones will automatically get the most critical security updates for their iPhone. And there's a toggle in settings and that does say, even if it's turned off, there are some files that will still be updated. Right. And these are separate from the, those bigger iOS updates. As well the other be. issue also is automatic updates never work either. So, I mean, seems like I don't it. know. Or it takes I've forever. Never, I've never had an automatic update update anything, even in the app store. Uh, for the most yeah. part, I, well, uh, we all like to force updates right as soon as they come yeah, on. But people let it sit my, until my it family pushes. members that have auto updates for everything turned on, oftentimes will um, will. Oh, what the hell is that? Poltergeist? Hmm. Was your light? Apparently, my uh, my. Uh, studio lights decided they're just going to be bright now. Yeah, that's a <laughs> that's happened to me oh, before. Yeah, there's a ghost. <laughs> that's a ghost. Yeah. Anyhow, um, what what I expect is that uh, it'll be the same thing that that we always get. Right. Where, um, seriously, it's just not going to change, <laughs> even with the remote. Um, <laughs> you look fine. Yeah. I'm blind though. He's blind. Yeah. <laughs> You and did it, get a little sunburned. I'll be honest with you. I need to put my sunglasses on. Anyhow, what was I don't even remember what I was saying. I don't, I don't either. <laughs> Whatever it was, iOS, it couldn't have been that important. Something about iOS, something. Go ahead and address that. Um, so let's uh, go uh, go ahead and actually, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, what what is in sixteen point one when we get our new iPhone fourteens, and then then Warren can uh, happily install it. Um, they are making some changes to the lock screen and home screen customizations. Um, they are going to, uh, and now going to be an option to choose between customizing either the lock screen or the home screen rather than just the lock screen to make it easier to uh, customize. And we'll talk about that in a minute here. Um, it's going to have matter support, which is a matter accessory matter accessories section, uh, options, which is suggesting that Apple is preparing for the fall launch of matter as the smart home standard. Uh, so, I need clarification on that, please. Okay. That's the, so that's a hardware thing in the new iPhone as opposed to software, because I thought matter was uh, something that could be done at a software level. No, what software is this? It's software. Uh, okay. Okay. I, so I just, I just misheard. Okay, cool. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I misspoke, but yeah. It, no, I, I'm sure it was me. 
we have a link in the show notes here so people can read through this, but it, it, yeah, God, uh, it, (laughs) it's, it is definitely going to be some in hand. I'm definitely want to cover this in future shows here for the home kit changes, because this is going to be something, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see where that goes. Uh, but there are some, there are some, uh, uh, updates to that. Uh, they got a whole laundry list of stuff here that, uh, going through uh, removing Apple home from the matter accessory connected services. And then you and the home doesn't, remove an accessory tile and all kinds of other stuff. I won't bore everybody with all that, but that's in the, in the, in the, uh, the link here in the show notes. Um, can't wait to see what breaks for me. Yeah. I like to see it. Um, uh, it also has a clean energy charging, uh, which is going to add, add a toggle to enable clean energy charging in the battery section of the settings, uh, which will try to reduce the carbon footprint by selectively charging when lower carbon emissions electricity is available. What? Uh, how, what, yeah, that's what it says. Apple I, says I'm with you on that, Warren. Yeah. What does that mean? mean? It, it, says, it says Apple says that the think, iPhone will still reach full charge before you need to use it based on your daily charge routine, and the feature can be toggled off if desired. It, it appears to be enabled by default when you go to 16.1. So, so it, know, it knows when you're using a more efficient charging method? I guess. It says carbon energy charging. We'll try. We'll try to reduce. Let's let's see what it says there. We'll try to reduce the carbon footprint. I think their intent is good, but this yeah. is more like one one of those uh, non functional buttons in an elevator that you can mm-hmm. push and feel like you're doing something. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I didn't even notice. Uh, uh, well, the live a uh, couple of things. Live activities API will be re enabled. Re adds it uh, for developers for testing purposes. Uh, uh, users themselves won't be able to access live activities at the current time as there, there are no apps that support it. Uh, you can delete the wallet app if you don't use it. It's going to give you that yeah. option. And uh, the one thing that kind of threw me, and I, I, I said here, everybody was whining and complaining about that new percentage in the status bar of iOS 16. 16.1 is bringing the iPhone 10R and the 11 and the 12 mini and the 13 mini that didn't support it. So Apparently they listened. <laughs> so not everybody likes, I guess there's some people like it. I, I have it enabled. I mean, you know, it's, it's not a big deal. Uh, you can easily just to go down to the, you know, the control center and you can see it, but okay. <laughs> uh, and then the screenshot UI, uh, when you close the screenshot editing tool, there's an updated interface in the upper right corner and it gives you the option to delete a screenshot, copy and delete or save it. That's pretty awesome. Uh, the menu used to, the, uh, to be at the bottom of the iPhone and this implementation will be sleeker, less in your face. doesn't take up the bottom of the screen. And so it looks like there's some pretty good enhancements here, 16.1. But let, like I said, you, you tread lightly here at least before you get over to your iPhone 14. Right, Warren? <laughs> Guaranteed it'll be very little difference between the two. Other than those, just those subtle things that, yeah. that, that uh, I just mentioned here. So, um, so. Definitely going to be interesting to see uh, where that goes. Um, and as I said, the iOS 16 hasn't been a release, and already they're they're getting data here that the iOS 16 adoption rate has been far faster than iOS 15. It's all pasted it in the first two days of its release. Again, as we record this, we've only had it installed what three days, so we haven't had a lot of other than folks that have been on beta haven't had a lot of time that we've spent with uh, with it as well. So, uh, but. Uh, Interesting to see where that goes. I mean, I, I always like to see how adoption rates are, and it seems like iOS always ends up at an 80%, at 90% rate, not too far off when it's released. Yeah, super fast. Yeah. Last year was, yeah. Last year wasn't as good, if I remember. Yeah. We were talking about last year's adoption rate was. Yeah, it was slower. It's it was still slower. far outpaced uh, uh, adoption rate for Android phones. Yeah. Right. But what, what Which, had happened was 13, 13 was kind of a mess at the launch, and people got kind of uh scared to do it uh quickly this time around but i yeah, think yeah last time around but i think last time around it was a good experience so now people are a little bit i uh i think that played into it last time i think uh what's happening this time is that there are a couple flashy features that you know like like widgets on the lock screen the, the whole redesigned lock screen right um I think they're for a lot of people that right there is all they needed to want to, uh, to upgrade on day one. Yep. I agree. And I assume the camera must also be a factor because um, there have been reports that the iPhone pro max and iPhone 14 pro max in particular is, is like there's crazy demand for it. Right. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep, there is. So, all right. Uh, uh, other releases, I'll uh, get a brief mention here. TVOS uh, is has released uh, uh, TVOS 16. Uh, notably, it's got uh, expanded game controller support, cross-device connectivity, user switching improvements, and more. I, I, I updated it, and I did notice uh, it's, a, it's a little zippier. It's going to have some um, multiple – I think they already had the feature where you can have multiple accounts on there, you know, so you can have a, a experience with multiple users on one Apple, Apple uh, TV. Uh, again, as we always say, there's really not much excitement when it comes to TV TV OS when they, they release a, a new version, but, uh, it's there. Yep. Uh, and then, um, uh, Jeff's favorite is the home pods again, software update again. We, we, we always see if it's ever going to fix any problems where it doesn't work properly. Well, the answer is no, is a no. And in fact, this article is very short. <laughs> it wasn't basically says general performance and stability improvements as Apple says. And don't they always say that every time they release something for HomePod? They do, but they're lying <laughs> and they're lying. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, honestly, the, the S lady on my living room HomePod, which, which is an OG HomePod. Yeah. She sounds like she's trying to mask the fact that she's so stressed that she's about to have a complete <laughs> emotional meltdown. <laughs> Like yeah. I, I, I ask her to set a timer and, uh, and she sets the timer, but y- you know, that, that, that real subtle thing you can hear in people's voices yeah. where you're debating, should I ask them if they're okay or not? That's how my home pod sounds right now. <laughs> I, I'm actually kind of worried for it. I, I get concerned when yeah. I, when I ask it like to turn on a light or set a timer, like, am I asking too much of this home pod right now? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. The answer is yes. You, you yeah, are asking too I, much. You're right. I think the answer is yes. I, you are. I don't. I don't use voice assistants as much as I don't. Uh, very rarely I do because I don't trust. They, they never. I, I, I talk to my to my apartment all the time. I yeah. do some things, but some like you, you know, after living with this stuff for a couple of years, you know what's going to work and what doesn't. So you've given up on things. You know that's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of of we know it's not going to work. Yeah, yeah, but it's not just that it's the A lady does the same. Sometimes she doesn't work, and you know. But I find the A ladies a little more a little more uh, trustworthy than the S lady. She uh, the A lady is definitely more reliable for smart home uh, commands. Yeah. Um, the trade off is it takes more to set up smart home commands because. Uh, the whole a lady platform is is uh, not intelligent at understanding what devices are yeah right yeah uh lastly uh, watch os 9 was released as well and it, that's going to be compatible with the series 4 and later not going to go into too much detail uh, we can I'll do that on a future episode here because there's a lot a fair amount of stuff that was released uh, notably, the medications, um, the notifications, I think is, is, is pretty awesome. I want, I want to start using that. I haven't really touched that much, but uh, in, in, in the health, uh, you actually can set reminders of what you're t- taking and logging your, your scheduled medications um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and and a lot of other cool things. So uh, take a look at that article in the show notes. You're doing it wrong, by the way. I'm sorry. You're doing With it wrong? medicine, but... I'll real fast before you move on. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I've been doing it and... I've been doing it wrong because it's actually a on the watch and, and on the phone. You're supposed to acknowledge right. that you're taking them. You're taking it. Right. Uh, There's a chosen there. Yeah. There's, but you got to swipe down. I'm like, oh, it's just reminding me. And I never knew that it wanted me to do something. So yeah. today I'm like, I want to like, you know, just, and I saw it, it's like took or didn't take or skipped or whatever. So yeah. Crap, that's whatever, two weeks of wasted time, but yeah. So, um, well, at least you took your meds. So (laughs) that's important. (laughs) That is important. Um, so uh, before we go into iOS 16 and again, we're not, we'll we'll be hitting a few things and I'll, we'll, we'll, I'll be spanning this over the next few episodes here because there's just so much. Um, I would like to know, uh, what all you have ordered and we've talked about it uh, last week, but just to reaffirm, um, my iPhone 14 Pro Max in, in deep purple is going to arrive tomorrow. I got the notification from UPS as well as from Apple. Um, uh, Jeff, what did you what did you order? 
Well, my original plan was not order anything and let's just watch and, and yeah. see what happens with these devices. Uh, but my my Apple Watch Series 8 shows up in one to two weeks. I, oh. I ended up buying one yesterday. Nice. Um, Which color did you get? Apps. Uh, I went with black. Okay. It goes with everything. Yeah. And um, I'm so yeah, sad there's, I, no, there's no blue anymore. I really like this blue I have in the 7. You know, I, I probably would have gotten the blue. Like, but ah. it's not a thing. So yeah, I went with black. Yeah. And and I what it came down to was I'm still rocking an Apple Watch Series 4. Yeah. Which which is still a yeah. perfectly good watch. There's it's, nothing wrong with it at all. Watch OS 9 works. But, yeah, it works. Uh but you know, there there's enough that has happened from the series four to now where I'm like, okay, sure. Uh, a couple more sensors, that'll be nice. But the big thing for me really was uh, um, the battery on mine. It's yeah. It doesn't last as long as it did. So, yeah, you know, I, I get years, to later in the day and my, and my battery is always, or my watch is always going into low power mode. Now yeah. for the phone, I am actually still holding off just a little bit because yeah. I went to see how, how people are... Uh, 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 feeling about the cameras after it comes out because I have an iPhone 12 Pro. It's it's a really good phone. It's not even two years old yet. So yeah, oh yeah. Do I really need to upgrade it? I I don't. But at the same time, boy, the that those new cameras are pretty tempting. They are. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Uh, Jeff W in the uh, in the in the chat, he says he's getting excited in his his iPhone and uh, is going to be showing up to our as well. And uh, Andrew, what did what did you what did you go with? Yeah, so my iPhone 14 will be coming tomorrow as well. Nice. I am. I haven't gotten the new AirPods Pro yet, but I I can see myself definitely getting them eventually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Now I have the uh, current model AirPods Pro. Yeah, like I do too. And I haven't had a chance to do a lot of looking into the new features. Why would I want to buy the new AirPods Pro that's coming out over the ones that I already have? Other than I just want the latest and greatest. Don't. That's why I didn't buy them. And I buy everything. I mean, there there's the noise canceling. Yeah, and and if I still them. flew all the time, I could see where that could be compelling. Sure. The pro, but the current pro does it. I mean, how much more noise cancel can I get? Well, apparently, two x more. Yeah, uh, I don't know if that's actually a good thing at that point. I don't know. But on an airplane, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on an airplane, I mean, my, my these particular models, um, Apple specifically mentioned like these things can scan like, I don't know, 42 or 45,000 times a second Yeah, that's very for so, like yeah. to like, you know, if it detects some huge noise, like it just, it's that much faster, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Which is amazing. Right. Sure. Warren, Warren, I know you pretty much got everything except the AirPods, right? Yeah. Um, I got the watch uh, um, and I got the, uh, the phone. Uh, the AirPods, like Jeff, I, I I don't use my AirPods enough. I don't really go anywhere, and I got speakers all over the place in, in here, yeah. so um, I, I don't use I don't use my AirPods as much as uh, I you know. I, I, I decided I decided to go with them. I'm going. I ordered them. They'll be here next next week, the following week, from our recording here, and uh, I'm gonna hold tight with the Series Seven for right now on my watch. So I think uh, you know, we'll see where see where it goes and. Uh, it's funny too what Jeff said about the uh the, the four still being good. There's all these articles now where actually the fanboys are like uh, the Apple Watch has the same SOC that it's had in last year and the year before. But how much I mean, how much faster does it need to be? That's the problem. I mean it, right. I've never really I, I from my six on, I've never felt it to be slow at all. So yeah, the the uh, the OG Apple Watch, which, which I did that get, yeah. that was slow. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I can't remember if I got the the one. I think it went right to the two after that. It was a marked improvement. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I, then I had the three, and now the four. And it wasn't like I felt like I was getting better performance. 
on any of those. Right. I think, I think between the three and the four, the, uh, the Moore's law kind of ended for the watch. I I think kind of, it's like, this is, we're not worried about the speed of the watch because nobody's really complaining about it. And it's true. It wasn't. And for what you do on the watch, how much more speed does it need? Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, that's why um, that's why the ultras catered towards sports and extreme sports is because which uh, totally makes sense right. because there's nothing else they could do on the processor side to make it do anything really that different uh, in there. So they they catered it to you know sports. Yeah, um, yeah. but there's going to be plenty of people buying that Apple Watch Ultra just because it's cool. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, what else? Um, also, what I was surprised by with, um, you know, Apple, in addition to the uh, Apple Watch Series 8 and Ultra, they also released a second generation of the Apple Watch SE. And that's, you know, they kind of aim that right. as the the budget affordable model. And it is because it's the cheapest. But I was surprised because that's still considered, you know, that is the still the cheapest model, but that still receives the latest chip as all the other models, the SA chip. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Let's uh, move on and, and talk a little bit about iOS 16. Some of the things that are notable, again, we won't be able to hit everything and nor um, you easily can go take a look at all the new features that everybody has already been talking about. But I want to call out a few things that were, I kind of thought kind of cool. We just talked about the Apple watch. So even though I'm bringing this up as the first thing, I really think it's cool to have the ability in accessibility to be able to uh, mirror your, your Apple watch to your iPhone. Um, and it's very simple. All you have to do is you go into the into accessibility and there's a toggle switch to turn on the, uh, uh, the Apple watch. So it's mirroring. And then what happens is it shows up on the screen and you can touch on the iPhone, all the controls on uh, on that sharing, be able to hit the hit the stem, hit the side button, and be able to move things around and be able to access your Apple Watch. It, I think the intent, of course, is it's accessibility. So you're going to have one somebody that has maybe a little more visual impaired and wants to be able to uh, access their Apple Watch from their from their uh, uh, their, their uh, from their iPhone and be able to, to do it. I think for us who do a lot of demonstrations, I think it's going to be really uh, a game changer for being able to utilize that as a, a demonstration tool, have it on a, have it on the screen as opposed to having all those years of me putting cameras over on my wrist to try to, to show this, the Apple watch. Right. But, um, so, so you have that, but obviously Apple did it in a sense because of accessibility and visually impaired, you know, maybe motor not being able to touch the watch that easily that they, they can easily do it right from the iPhone. What do you think, Jeff? Why wouldn't they just use the iPhone if they can't use a watch? It's accessibility. I mean, that's really what it's it is. It's accessibility, but you're, you're making, you're using a phone, a phone that they can use easily. I, I can tell you why Warren. The control. <laughs> the only thing would be for, for to see their vitals. And that's the only thing I could think of. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think there's probably a lot of people that wear an Apple watch that can't see the display well, right? Um, because they want to have notification taps on their wrist. Yeah. They want to have lift to, to talk and they want to have the uh, biometrics data. And and what I said last week or what Chuck show is they really missed the opportunity with the ultra, because I think if they made an ultra screen size or that, group that just wants a bigger screen, um, including the elderly and, and accessibility people and, um, you know, us probably too. Um, I'm surprised they didn't come out with the, just a larger screen, non-ultra for people for a little bit cheaper. Yeah, I agree. Any, any thoughts on this, uh, Andrew? Um, I think it is. You know, it's it's interesting. Like Jeff said, it is an accessibility feature. I can't really imagine myself using it, but I'm sure some other people can. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I I, I don't think I'm. It's not going to be something I'll be using all the time. 
in my case, other than if I'm going to be doing an actual presentation or demonstration on um, on the Apple Watch, which will come in handy for yeah, us. accessibility features for demo stuff. Awesome. Yeah, so be able to, for us to be able to do demos with those who do presentations. I mean, but again, it's not aimed. It wasn't that wasn't Apple's thought process by putting this in into play. It was definitely an accessibility thing. So it was when they made the iPhone screen. There was a, a couple apps where you could control your iPhone phone screen from a Mac. Right. And that was good for presentations and training. It's a mm-hmm. similar concept. Right. So it's come a long way. Yeah. Another reason why I needed to get an Apple Watch Series 8. There you go. Because you can't do this with... Uh, the 4. Isn't right. it like the 6 and newer? 7 it's, and newer? It's 6 and newer, yeah. That's 6 right. and newer? I saw you trying. Yeah, then I was like, oh, I bet this doesn't work with mine. And then I remember yeah. hearing something about uh, yeah. limitations. Yeah. How, what is it called and how do you do it? You go into accessibility, and, and then uh, then you look for Apple Watch uh, mirroring. So, Is it under Apple Watch accessibility or just accessibility? No, in accessibility, um, you, you go into Apple Watch mirroring. It's one of the choices if you scroll down kind of halfway, and it's just a toggle to turn it on. And then when you're done with it, you just turn it off. It doesn't say – it won't stay on, obviously, permanent. You have to turn it back okay. – it'll turn it back off. Or if you, you know, close out the watch um, – they've said it that way. So but let's go ahead and move on here. Um, I know this is going to be a sad day for Jeff and, and me as well. Um, that I did link an article in the show notes that Apple did uh, announce that the iOS app for D- Dark Sky is shutting down January 1st, 2023. Uh, so the weather app has added most of those features in the, in the weather app that uh, Apple did a lot of changes to. I know, I know you are sad, Jeff, right? <laughs> I, yes, and I've been in mourning since like last summer. Since they bought it, because Apple announced that they were doing this, and yeah. they announced what date it was going to happen. Um, the the big difference now is that there's actually where you get the weather alert showing up yeah. uh, below the temperature at the top of the the app window. It now says that the weather alert is at the app is. Uh, shutting down on January 1st. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Apple's saying that they have uh, uh, rolled most of the features into the weather app, so it's no big deal. No, it's a big deal because yeah. the weather app is not as good as Dark Sky. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and what I think Apple should have done is taken the Dark Sky app, skinned an Apple interface onto it, and just used it as the weather app in iOS 16. And instead, they did it the other way around. <laughs> they did it the other way around, which means that ultimately we're losing features, which means that now I'm back to the old days where instead of needing just a couple apps to uh, to get all of my weather data, mm-hmm. I'll end up needing like four. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unfortunate. Um, I, do, I do have a link in the show notes here, but everything is going to be uh, available in, in the in the weather app. Uh, so going down the weather modules and temperature, air quality is included, uh, precipitation. So th- 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 I, I seem to think the radar is not too bad in um, in the weather app as they never really had that before. Uh, it feels like a module for temperature, which is not a bad thing. UV index. So there's there's a pretty good amount of good info in there. Yeah, sunset, mm-hmm. sunset, sunrise, and wind, and and humidity. I mean, on and on and on. There's just so many good things in here. Uh, and then severe, you also can uh, set up the severe weather notifications. There's actually notifications part of the weather app now, which you didn't have yeah, before. Yeah, I think that's nice. That's pretty cool. And then plus you can incorporate it into the lock screen. I don't have to sp- spend an entire topic on just the lock screen itself. There's so much you could do mm-hmm. with it. That's why I just kind of held off to it on this week's show. Um, the weather widgets are really cool. You can add those little widgets below the, 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 the clock um, on a home screen. So, uh, and, uh, and then uh, it's definitely going to be interesting to see where it goes on iPad as well, because when I, iPad OS uh, 16 comes out, the the app will be identical uh, once uh, you have that on there too. Uh, so the weather app, I think, is going to be really cool. I don't know if you guys had any other any other thoughts on on that before we move off this uh, uh, this feature. I never used Dark Sky, but I like the I like the changes in the weather app. Yeah, no, I think they've done some good things. So. Um, Couple of, one thing I found, and I haven't seen anybody cover this, so I thought this was kind of unique to, to, to just kind of mention. 
you know, when, when you're doing a screenshot, as, as we all know, you push the power button, volume up button, and you do a screenshot of something on, on the screen, it comes up. Um, they did add a few new things within what you can do with that screenshot when you want to share it. Um, and I've got a, I'll have a, a, a screenshot of it itself in the show notes. And of course, you've always were able to save it to photos and save it to files. But now they have an option right quick way you can save it to a quick note. Because before, what you had to do is you had to send this, the screenshot with the share sheet over to notes. So now you have a quick a quick button right there to do it. Also, as a copy and delete, which I really love that, is the fact that you just copy and it deletes it right away so you don't keep saving them those thousands of screenshots that you have. And then, Sounds like I have. Yeah, like we all have. <laughs> and then delete screenshot was already there. So they so notably they added those 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 new features, the quick note and copy and delete. Uh, I think uh, stand out as making th- and uh, making things a little easier when, for those of us who do a lot of screenshots. And I think I don't think you know even the common user I think tends to do a lot of screenshots too. So intentionally or not. Well, yeah, sometimes intentionally and sometimes not and and or not, right? Mm-hmm. Especially so. on the watch. Um, How many so, times have you taken a screenshot on a watch and like how'd that get there? Yeah. Um you know, your foot lever. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh so cool thing to have and cool I think it was. Um photos and camera can be another topic all by itself. There's just so many changes and added, but uh, I wanted to to talk about uh notably is the uh the 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 live uh uh, the live uh, background removal of, of photos. I was playing around with it quite Holy a bit. Crap, that is I, so absol- cool. I, I absolutely that is really love cool. it. It's so cool. Uh, and being able to just uh, remove and, and copy and edit and paste it into it, into it, any place you can paste it into a, into a, into a message, into a note. I mean, and, and I was just having a ball doing it. And then you, you, you sent me one, uh, Jeff the other day and I was like, Oh, I, I totally forgot about that. I was like, yeah, it is. Uh, it is just, spectacular could, one of the you could crop out the ex-girlfriends with ease yeah exactly <laughs> yeah um <laughs> as someone who has done a lot of uh image editing over the years yeah i was very skeptical of this feature because uh i mean it's it can be difficult uh for pros in the pro apps like photoshop to uh to really mask out the background right around something and uh, and to get it so that it, it actually looks good, I mean, that takes a lot of work. So I went right to something that I consider to be a real pain in the ass, which was a bunch of sunflowers. So you have yellow and green all interlacing. And uh, and I tapped on one of the sunflowers. And the next thing you know, there's this glowing line around just the one sunflower. It even picked out the right leaves and right mm-hmm. stem. That's crazy. And uh, and Dave, that's what I sent you. Yeah, that's what you sent me. I was, I was like, holy crap, that thing is just so awesome. Um, and and, and I tried another one where I'm like out in the woods and there's uh, trees and a, and a big boulder and all this really uh, complicated stuff around me. And it just cut me right out. And, I mean, it did a great job. Right. Yeah. This isn't for super high-end stuff going to no. replace Photoshop and and uh, and the special masking tools that uh, that you get there. But the stuff that it is doing, even a few years ago, this was beyond what most people could ever do. Yeah, we had we had to zoom in on the pictures like animals, as so close where you could see all the pixels. Right. Yeah, you, you would mask you out. Had, you had to draw around, you know, the picture. And then you could use your eraser to get the rest of it. Horrible, horrible. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. Um, and then lastly, as, before we go wrap up, uh, I wanted to touch a little bit on iMessage and uh, and some of the changes that really happened on there, which was uh, pretty spectacular. The first thing is I editing. Oh my gosh, it just so many Finally. times I, I so many times I made so many mistakes. I'm like oh crap, I got to send another message to correct myself. You know, star. Oh, I meant this, <laughs> and now. You're going to have the easy ability to be able to go in and edit the message uh, very easily. Um, you can undo a send, which is really great. Being able to undo that send um, and and they, like they never got it. Um, you can mark it as unread, which was also a good thing. And you also can recover deleted message. I don't think I remember that ever. They didn't have that feature before. So there's times you've recorded mm-hmm. deleted the message and then you've had then it was gone. Um, um, fact real fast. If you report something as junk, yeah, I was going to, I was just getting to that. Yeah. That's where it goes. I learned that. Um, I, if 
So now every time you delete a message out, it says you want to report it as junk. It goes in that deleted save area. But so I reported one as junk and deleted it that I needed. And I didn't realize that I did that, but it goes into deleted. And you can yeah, but you really but, did need that, that Russian bride, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Spam. The, the so cool wait. thing with the junk, uh, being able to report junk, you weren't able to do it on uh, non, uh, Apple Messages, I think, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, so you can do it on any any message that comes through now. You can report it as junk, and it goes into that filter. So, and it's much easier um, to uh, uh, to to have that. So, I, I think it's uh, something they've done that 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 done improvement with that too. Um, so, uh, you uh, you also can opt to do uh, uh, share, share play support if you're going to you know, right from within the Messages app, which is great. Uh, so you can. Uh, you could share a message and be able to also collaborate. Uh, so they've, they've added that as well. Um, so no, I think some, some, some pretty good improvements when it comes to messages. Um, and I'm assuming you guys have, have already started utilizing a lot of the new stuff, which like I said, we've only had three days with this. So it's, it's, it's so fresh. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. But, but it's, it's cool. <laughs> Three oh yeah, days. no. I think they've really done some. Well, okay, some... for the rest of us, Warren, it's yes. only been some us. A few of us have not like six months. <laughs> yeah, for those of us who don't live on the edge like you, but uh, and so, yeah, here I am. Yeah, it still survived, but hey, I'm glad glad you're able to 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 bring it back to us and tell us what's up. So, but uh, next time we'll talk a little bit about live text and the security and privacy features that have been added. The focus has been some improvements and probably, like I said, uh, Jeff, you, you are probably, you're so good at with widgets. Probably should just have a whole, whole segment on just the lock screen by itself. <laughs> There's just so much to, uh, to, to cover. Yeah, here. I, I, I'm really having to watch myself closely because <laughs> I could just sit at my phone all day right now and I'm not do you. anything else except experiment with widgets and lock screen stuff. Yeah. So, uh, any final thoughts from you guys, Andrew, uh, anything that what stands out for you on iOS 16 uh, of all the things we just talked about? Um, I mean, we already talked about it, but I, I really did love the, the background removal and photos. Yeah. Like uh, that's just awesome. I think that's a consensus of all of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think people get how amazing that really is. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm sure he's already starting to see YouTube videos of everybody doing it. So um, mm-hmm. talking about it. So, uh, and, uh, but uh, we'll all have our iPhones next week. Um, so you can come tune in and uh, hear what we have yeah. all to say. Well, uh, well, not all of us, but most of us. Uh, and uh, Talk about notification Island. Tell you that much. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I held that back until next week because yeah, uh, for uh, for uh, I have things di- to say on uh, dynamic on island notifications on lock. I call screen. it a no- notification island because that there should be an island just of notifications, and this yeah. is it. So we'll we'll uh, we'll definitely have our experiences. Well, at least Warren and I will uh, next week, and we'll give you our insights with that. Uh, but uh, until then, uh, we are going to bring the show to a close for this week. Uh, and that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, feedback at InTouchWithIOS.com. You can follow us on Twitter at InTouchWithIOS. Support the show by buying me a coffee at InTouchWithIOS.com slash coffee. We would really appreciate it. You also can become a patron of the show by going to Patreon.com slash InTouchWithIOS, where we have two tiers available to support the show. We would really appreciate it. Make sure you like and share and subscribe so you're notified when we are live streaming, which usually on Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash in touch by us. We can watch and listen to all the past shows. Thanks to Jeff W for being in the, in the chat room this week. We really appreciate it. And you can also live chat with us during the show uh, in, in that uh, uh, YouTube chat room. Uh, you also can uh, read and visit our In Touch with iOS magazine on Flipboard, where many of the topics we discuss are flipped into that magazine. The link is in the show notes. Uh, you can subscribe to our show in your, fa- in your favorite podcatcher, including Memer, Pocket Casts, Overcast, and many others. But better yet, go to our website at InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsberg, and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. Andrew Orr, thank you so much for being here. We always uh, have insightful conversations from all the things you are covering at uh, Apple Insider. Where can people find you? Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. My username is at Andrew Orr or not. 
And like you mentioned, I'm writing at appleinsider.com for all the latest Apple news and gadgets and reviews and all that stuff. I've got your feed all lined up, ready to go. So watch every article you write. So you're doing a great job. We appreciate what you provide us in the Apple community. Thank you. Jeff Gamut, as always, so glad you came back. And uh, I'm glad you, uh, you had a good time at WordCamp. I saw a lot of the stuff you posted. And I'm sure you're happy to be home now. Where, where can people find you? It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's always nice to be home. Um, all right. How about uh, Jay Gamut on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube? And um, and then Tuesdays, with, well, with all of you uh, on Mac Voices Live. And, uh, and then. Thursdays earlier in the day on the big show, Fridays on the Mac show, here here with you tonight, and the Context Machine with Brian Chaffin. Just listen to that last episode. It was really good. Uh, go that check was that out. a listener suggestion. That was. So, Lawrence Clark, as always, thanks for being here. Where can people find you? Uh, when I'm when I'm here uh, on the show, that's good. Sometimes with Tuesdays uh, with Chuck. Oh, they're not in the basement. Good to see you guys. Good luck tomorrow. And uh, excited for Jeff's watch. Yep, it'll be all exciting. Well, all our new st- all, all our new gadgets will be here. You'll hear all about it next mm-hmm. week. And thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. And we'll talk again soon. <laughs>